I'm going to close this bathroom door. Oh, I don't have enough to work. Are you recording in the bathroom? Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I, I, the muse strikes wherever it is. Oh, I'm like right at the part of the door where it's not the side with the I door don't handle. Like, I don't like hearing you strain. I'm just going to get up. Fine. All right. From the you bathroom. <laughs> there we go. I'm actually not in the toilet. But I am next to the bathroom toilet. Great. Mm -hmm. On the floor. How do we do this again? Hey everyone and welcome to Animate the World, a show about two friends and their love letter to animation in all its wonderful forms. I'm your co-host, Kelly Smee. And I'm Richard Minardney. Richard Minutnet? Mr. Minardney. Richard Minardney. Min Richard Minertney. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. Have I been mispronouncing your name this entire time? <gasps> I didn't want to bring it up, but yes. I mean, like, it was fine. Like, you knew, I knew who you were talking to, but right. the, the traditional pronunciation is Minertney, actually. Minertney. Mm -hmm. I am so, so, so sorry, Mr. Minertney. Um, how can I ever um, make it up to you that I've been calling you the wrong thing for the past six years? You really can't. Um, oh. And so it's sort of, that's just our relationship now is... I don't really respect oh. you or think of you that that highly anymore. <laughs> it's a thing. It's just, you know, it's one of those things. Oh. Uh, oh, all right. Um, I guess I can live with that. <laughs> Are you going to cry now? You cry bit. like a baby. Yeah. A baby who's been insulting a man for the past six years. <laughs> Richard. Yes. You know what we haven't had in a long, <laughs> yes. long, long time? <laughs> Wait, oh my gosh. Like, so a long, long. <laughs> long, long, long time. Well, we, uh, we haven't had a question in a long time. And so this better be a good one. Oh, it is. And I hope we haven't <laughs> talked about it before. <laughs> because literally we've been doing this podcast for two years and I don't even know anymore, man. Has it been? No, it's been like a year and a half. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah. It feels like it's been since the beginning of time. <laughs> this is the final episode. <laughs> da okay, okay. Here's um, a topic that I have been itching to talk about for a long time. We, we It comes up every so often because you can't talk about animation without talking about it. But I want to talk about our favorite character voices and or voice actors. We definitely talked about Yeah, well, them. we're going to talk about it again because I got some new ones. You got some new ones? Yeah, I do. I just, you're just going to say the, the scientist guy from The Simpsons. There were others. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, sure. We can do that, I guess. Because I've watched some new... Oh, I would love to start us off. Okay, okay, okay. So there are three main, like, voice categories I like to look at when looking at voices. First of all... Vic Mignogna. Vic Mignogna, you know, you got him right there. You got J. Michael Tatum. Yeah. And you got whoever... Oh, Vic Mignogna again. Vic Mignogna again. Um, the, the Holy Trinity, <laughs> two-thirds of it's Vic Mignogna. Um, but that's in the dub, <laughs> the, the land dubs. But there are so many sub-voices yeah. that I also love. Mm. Uh, specifically, I love, like, um, the entire cast from Joe has an amazing voice acting cast. Um... <laughs> Code Geass always has these really dramatic voices that I love to hear. Um, yeah. But 
something that we need to talk about that Kelly has already alluded to is the American cartoons have really good voice actors. Mm-hmm. Kelly, have we already talked about this question? Yeah, we have. Are these old notes that I'm looking at right now, Kelly? I, I don't know. I don't know what you're looking at. Okay, I'm going to tell you something, and you tell me if this is something you've already heard before. (laughs) Okay. Luigi. Yes. Fuck. Richard, this was an episode that Ravenna was on with us, too. Who's Ravenna? (laughs) She listens to our podcast. Yeah, right, sure. Like, I'll believe anyone listens to this podcast. (laughs) Well, it's good, because I have another question that we can answer. Okay. Uh, um, uh, ooh. okay, wait, uh, la, 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 um, ah, ah, okay, here's a good one, um, no, we already talked about that one, shit, I need a better organization system for this, fuck, okay. You had, like, five months. Oh, God, Kelly, we're, oh, damn it, oh, I had one chance and I blew it, um, uh, oh, here we go, here we go, um, what's the... What's the best, uh, oh, what is the best supporting character? Did we already do that one? Yeah. Damn it. Uh, what's the anime everyone should watch? Uh, what, okay, I'll throw them out Everything. you tell me which ones are good. Uh, what animes okay. did you recommend to first time viewers? Uh, what's the least approved relationships in anime? Um, go to feel good anime. Um, We've done that. Oh, oh yes. Uh, oh, it's good because that's the one I really that's the one I really want to talk about. <laughs> Go to feel good anime. So what does that necessarily mean? Is that like if you're feeling down you watch it? If you're already feeling kind of mellow, you watch it? Like what do you mean by go to feel good anime? Excellent question, Kelly. This is the anime that um I will usually pull up on a rainy day, maybe if I just finished a series and I'm really sad about how like I don't have that series anymore. And I'm like, I need to go to something that I know will boost my mood. Mm. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Feel good when i was younger my go-to was oron for sure of course Mm -hmm. i would just like pop that in Mm -hmm. and watch it Mm -hmm. um and feel good because oron is great Mm -hmm. and it makes you feel good Mm -hmm. um but honestly the 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 scenario the the scenario that you're describing i don't necessarily go to a different anime when i finish a series and i'm sad about finishing it and i want to feel good again is i look up clips of the best parts on youtube and just keep re-watching them or that's the exact moment i start looking for amvs because now i can't be spoiled and i want to see cool amvs to cool songs of this show i just that's a really good point kelly like after you're done and you're like man i want more and you start seeking more of the content that you've been enjoying that's a really good point Maybe we change the question to how do you combat the post-anime completion blues? Oh my gosh, yes. Because that is actually like a very critical question that I don't know if anyone's able to answer because it's such a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I feel like the post-anime completion blues is a very universal issue mm-hmm. that maybe isn't talked about enough. Mm, I completely agree. Everyone's been there. Yeah. And it's hard to fill the hole. Mm-hmm. Or to fill the hole after, like, I still feel sad 
about finishing Hunter x Hunter because I'll never be able to experience yeah, Hunter x Hunter again that's for the first true. time. And that like reality is just hard and painful to live with. Because that I'll never be able to experience it for the first time. Again. It's such a long series too that like it was like part for me, it was part of my daily routine for a while. I would watch an episode maybe once a day just because I was working through it for so long. Um and then of course having the brief huge marathons to like make work through whole arcs but like no definitely like that one it like you have to change sort of your your, your daily routine sometimes after you finish an anime yeah um i know that like when i finish an especially gut-wrenching anime like i'm inconsolable for a good amount of time mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not even able to like look up stuff like when i finished orange the first time i like just sat there mm-hmm. for a good like half hour mm-hmm. And it was just like, who am I anymore? Like, what do I do now? Like, the pain in your chest after an anime like that is just... Mm-hmm. You gotta have same thing process. With, yeah, same thing with, like, Scum's Wish, where I was just, like, sitting with it heavy in my heart, and I just had to hold it for... Like, sometimes you just have to hold a show mm. and just be with it for a, a few minutes of after you finish it of just, like, I guess processing what you just experienced um like those are two shows that i couldn't immediately go into like my amd binge Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah no there are definitely those shows where i need to sit with it for a little bit there are also those shows where i'm like i'm done with that i wasn't really happy with how that ended and also i didn't really love that show now that i think about it i need to get (laughs) something else in my face right now (laughs) Mm. yeah i yeah that's a real thing Mm. too that was like me and piano. Oh. Except oh. immediately after I just had to um, record this podcast. <laughs> so instead and... of getting away from it, you had to embrace it for a good hour. Yeah, but I think like when you don't like a show, really verbalizing why you don't like it can also feel good. Oh, yeah. Because it's like otherwise. So when I really hate a show, <laughs> and I've hated many shows, um, like, it sits with me, especially shows that a lot of people like, because I'm like, what? Um, and I, like, have this need to, like, talk about it, but I also don't want people on the internet to yell at me because mm. I don't like confrontation. So it just sits with me and it festers. Mm. Um, and, it's, and it makes me think about the show more. I think the fact that, like, with Piano, which is April Liars, I don't know why I'm calling it Piano. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. I was, I was able to just let go of all that hate mm. immediately and i think like realize like that was the first time i was really able to do that because usually if i watch a show i don't like um no one else that i'm friends with has seen it mm. because usually i'll watch something and then recommend mm-hmm. it um and i wouldn't recommend a show i hate except for um vampire anime because i love that one <laughs> you do do um, you recommend that to people like as a show to watch i don't recommend it actively but if you want a show that you're that's not good but like you can't look away like watch vampire sure sure absolutely it does that well um but like i think it was good for me to just let it go like mm. i wish i had done this for other shows that i hate like i still i still have very festering anger over project k <laughs> which spoilers for in the second half of the episode has like three movies coming out this season so i saw it and i like the hatred in my heart (laughs) came back um i really don't like yuri on ice but that causes a lot of problems so i can't talk about that you will get into many fights yeah so like i think after a bad show 
it's very therapeutic to just like expel it all like that's my post bad show feelings like i just start looking for like-minded people who also didn't like it you know that's really that's i'm really glad we have this podcast kelly we have that space now um i remember (laughs) finishing like some really bad shows when i was younger and i was like i would watch anime by myself like my friends were really into anime my brother was into it but he had like had just gone off to college and i would just sit there and be like this show was so bad but i don't really know i mean i watched it because so clearly like there's some reason i watched it and i just didn't have the space to like process it or like express how much i hated it to someone so now we get to scream into the void and like just hopefully get no repercussions yeah no repercussions yes i love no consequences I think, yeah, because you sink so much time into watching a show. Mm-hmm. Like, even a 12-episoder mm-hmm. is, like, six hours of your life you're never getting back. Mm-hmm. And then to just have that empty feeling of, like, why did I waste my time? At least you can make it productive by arguing why it's bad and, like, analyzing it critically. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like a smart person. A smart, a smart man. A smart person. A smart man. Uh, yeah. So, like, so, okay, so after a sad anime, sometimes you just got to sit with mm-hmm. it. After a bad anime, sometimes you just got to yell about mm-hmm. it. This is interesting. This is interesting. This is an interesting topic we've, like, stumbled upon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, there's very few animes where I finish it, and I'm immediately like, I need to watch this again. I agree. But one of those is definitely Shinsekai Yori. Oh yeah! Like, mm-hmm. I when I first finished Shinsekai Yori with the club, I was like, first of all, the ending really hit me. Mm-hmm. Like it's an amazing, it's one of the best anime endings ever. Mm-hmm. Like which is very rare. Mm-hmm. Like anime endings are normally pretty blessed. <laughs> this one's incredible. Um, it makes the whole show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when that happened, it was just like it's one of those shows where so many things happen and so many like twists and turns. And we had watched it over the course of a few weeks. That I immediately was like, I want to go home and just watch this whole thing. <laughs> All right, and cue I, it up like, again. Let's hit it again one more time. Like literally, like that's what the feeling was. Is like I need to sit down and watch this again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think. I think Erased was another one of those where I like yes. wanted to watch it again mm-hmm. um, immediately. I'm trying to think if there were any other ones with that just like immediate pull of like, and not necessarily because I think it's different because there's some shows where I'm like. I need to show this to someone, so I'm happy to watch it again. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't even, like, to share it. This was just, like, I need this It's a this personal again. thing, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I'm trying to think if there's any other shows like that. For me, I... The one time that that really... The hardest that ever hit me was actually... Not with an anime, but with a Disney movie. I had watched Princess and the Frog on a Plane. Huh. And I finished it, and I was like... I need to watch that movie again. So what I did was I opened it up on the in-flight computer and I watched it again. And I was like, this is even better the second time. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah, not many people like that movie, but for some reason I just yeah, had I to watch it a second time. Huh. And I don't know why. Huh. You know, that was me with like your name. I was going to say, yeah, because you've seen that so I was times. like, shoot, I need to watch this again. Mm-hmm. And I did watch it four times in one weekend when it came out, which is, I agree, a little weird. But, like, it was definitely one of those shows where I was like, oh, my God, I need to see this again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Movies are so much easier like, to watch again, right? Like, Yeah, that's true. Shinsekai, I feel, is kind of exceptional in that. Like, I, like yeah. I can get where that's coming from. But, like, I'm trying to think of series where I was like, mm, time to rewatch it again. Yeah. 
basically like almost immediately um i don't know because like there's definitely shows where i've seen multiple times like when i was younger i watched Dora in high school so like five times in one month sure. but like it's not that i needed to it's just that i was like oh this is fun and i only knew yeah. like four anime mm-hmm, definitely um and like i immediately like after finishing hunter x hunter i went back and rewatched clips of it mm-hmm. but i didn't i didn't want to rewatch the whole thing because that's a huge time sink and also like i would just try to skip through the stuff that i didn't care about mm-hmm. but like i can't skip an episode of sin Shekayori. you have to watch the whole thing mm-hmm. uh, hmm hmm what was something i needed to watch again i don't know maybe that was it i love rewatching clips of my favorite moments after watching an anime because it's like yeah. i'm like oh i want to recapture the feeling that i had during this anime let yeah. me just get the best part yeah yeah I'm, like, a person who really likes watching the most painful animes. Or, like, rewatching the most painful scenes. <sighs> and, like, just crying. Like, uh I love doing that. I can like, do that feel. if I'm showing it to someone. But in general, I'll, like, usually avoid those, like, the plague. I'm like, mm. Really? I'm like, mm. Oh, I search them out. <laughs> like, you don't know. There's, like, someone uploaded the entire final um, match point of season two's albert josai versus karasuno oh match God. and like oh it's brutal mm. and it's so amazingly animated and i watch all the time <laughs> um and i've also like seen the clip of like from episode 18 of evangelion that makes me cry every time mm. um or the um like uh what's that one shoot there's another really sad scene that always gets me from an anime and now i can't remember it this is the cry anime yeah maybe oh you know what it's interesting is that when i first watched in this corner of the world i had the gut reaction of like i need to watch this again but i also couldn't bring myself to do it because it would have been too painful which one was that again that's the one about hiroshima oh yeah oh like i left that theater being like i need to watch this movie again but I also can't mm-hmm. emotionally. Mm-hmm. It's been a year. Maybe I should just pull it up. I don't know. Oh, I burped. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Actually, the movie I just watched this past Friday that I'm going to talk about a little later had the immediate reaction of like, I want to watch this again. <laughs> like, and I was like, I don't know. Actually, you know what? When I watched Coco, I was like, I need to watch this again. Oh, yeah, no. And then I immediately told my mom we're watching this movie so I can watch it again. <laughs> uh, no, it's great having like people who like you think, like, oh, they'll love this movie. I get yeah. to watch it again. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. What are other some reactions to a post-anime completion feeling? Uh, for me, what I'll often do is, if it's part of like a larger series, maybe, is I'll revisit mm. earlier parts. Like, so for example, um, like, I'm really excited for the next season of Attack on Titan to come out. Um, mm. And what I'm honestly thinking of doing is, after watching that season, going back and watching some earlier eps. Because, like, right in that, I'm like, man, like, remember, like, that really cool part that I completely forgot about, like, so long ago that I want to go back to? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's true. As, like, a refresher. Mm-hmm. And I just finished Paper Mario Sticker Star, <laughs> which was, like, in that situation, I was like, wow, this sequel is so not, it's very underwhelming. I really want to go back to the original that was so good and, like, mm. enjoy that. So, like, I'm playing Paper Mario in the Thousand Year Door right now. So, like, 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like how finishing April Liars just made me want to rewatch Sound Euphonium. <laughs> Oh, I almost because it's that acknowledgement of like this was a time sink remember another a previous time when i was really enjoying life <laughs> watching sound euphonium why am i not doing that <laughs> no, oh, yeah. sound yelling euphonium. is really important to anime processing mm-hmm. like sitting with it's really important showing it to people is really important all these different things to like tucking it away into your personality and your experiences yeah yeah yeah. I gotta learn um, how to make gifts, Kelly. I'm so jealous that you know how to do that now. I can tell you how to do it. It's not that hard, actually. It's pretty simple. Really? Oh my god. When I finished Akka, I literally would went back to episode 9 and replayed the ending clip like 500 times. Akka was also a show I needed to rewatch immediately after I finished it just to like fully understand what the hell was happening. I, I was going to say like for those shows where like there are lots of surprise twists or maybe like mm-hmm. where it's really convoluted, like that's when or I Or like Tatami Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. I was like, I need to just go from the beginning again one more time. Yeah. Now that I know what to look for, mm-hmm. I need this again. And again. And again. And again. And again. I still haven't seen Sometimes I'll watch a show and it's almost the it's like the same but the opposite reaction as like when I watch a show that I hated where I watch a show that is so unappreciated mm. and was so good that I get angry and start like screaming about mm. it. So like you noticed two weeks ago with Modao Zushi mm. and guess what? Still holding on to those opinions now that I'm like up to date. <laughs> Holy shit. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, or like um, uh, I was really into um, Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, yeah. which is an anime that no one cares about, and it's basically like Attack on Titans with trains, but I like it more mm-hmm. than Attack on Titan. What? Um, <coughs> even though the ending was dumb, but it was like fun, and it was just like a really fun show. And I remember like very vividly the first time I watched it, I was with my friend Carolyn. We were in my room, and we were just trying to figure out an anime to watch. And, like, everyone at that time was talking about Seven Deadly Sins. So we were oh like, oh, God. let's try it. And we watched the first episode, and it was the worst piece of garbage I've ever seen to the point where, like, we didn't even finish the episode. And I, like, looked at Carolyn, and she was like, I can't do this. Like, it was so bad. I really did And then like I was it. like, well, I've heard, like, one person talking about this train anime. Maybe we should just watch it. And she was like, yeah, whatever, because we were so defeated in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then, so we weren't expecting it to be good. And then after the first episode, we were like, wait, what? <laughs> And then we just had to watch the whole thing in that one sitting mm-hmm. and we were freaking out. Mm-hmm. And it was a very, and like after that, I just got angry that like no one was paying attention to it because it's like, it's not perfect or anything, but it's like good and deserves a watch. So that's definitely a different kind of reaction of like, let's go. Tangent, big tangent. Yes. Accessibility is such a huge determinant to whether or not something is like popular, right? Like, the That's fact true. that Seven Deadly Sins was on Netflix, to me, was, mm. I think, one of the... And it was, like, one of the... I feel like it was one of the first animes that, like, wasn't, like, Full Metal Alchemist or, like, or on High School Host Club that, like, people... Like, people were like, oh, Netflix is doing something with anime. I have Netflix. I'll watch that. And, like, I think that's mm-hmm. why a lot of my friends watch it. I completely it. agree. And, like, that's... Yeah. That's... That's yeah. not fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, accessibility is definitely a big thing. I'm... 100% sure Modao Zushi would be super popular if it wasn't Chinese because like no one knows how to watch it because it's not on like even the anime watchers don't know how to watch it because it's not on Crunchyroll it's like not on the normal spots because it isn't Japanese mm-hmm. and so I 
completely and utterly agree. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, Netflix, I'm glad that you're doing anime, but you need to be better. Yeah. Because I'm still very angry and bitter about what you did to Tiger and Bunny, and I will never forgive you. Oh, my God. I almost had my friends watch Tiger and Bunny last night, and then I was like, maybe I'll have to find another way to watch this, because I don't know if I want to watch it on Netflix right now. <laughs> no, you, like, it literally defeats an entire plot point <laughs> of the show. Okay, for people who don't understand what we're talking about. Tiger and Bunny is a superhero show where all the superheroes have product placements all over their bodies and Netflix, because of copyright or whatever, just like airbrushed all of them off when they should have just replaced them with fake ads, which I guess maybe is more work, Mm. but like it's integral to the storyline, the fact that they have product placement all over their freaking bodies. Mm. It's like super important to the whole message of the show. And so it is unwatchable on Netflix. That's such a shame. That is said because like that's good. That's going to turn so many people off of that show, right? Like so many people who yeah. could be enjoying that are going to be just confused because they don't explain it, do they? Yeah, no. They're like, look at all my products, or like <laughs> get in the shot so they can see. And it's like, what? I don't know. I just remember watching it and being like confused because I was showing my roommates it, and then like in the in the re- the moment I realized it was during the theme song when Bru Rose drinks her pepsi but it's just like a clear bottle and <laughs> i was like a glass of water Ooh. and then i screamed and said there's no ads and my roommates were like yeah it's netflix and i'm like no and i like <laughs> left netflix and had to find it somewhere else because and they didn't understand until they finally finished the series why i was so vehement about the fact that there were no ads in the show that's the funniest thing oh my god okay well mm-hmm. i'm glad I'm going to find another way to have them watch Tiger and Bunny because I love that show so much. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So good. I love superheroes. Uh, what can I say? I love I love Japanese depictions of superheroes. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I think the biggest reaction that, or the my most common reaction to any show is literally to immediately get someone to watch it. Mm. Like, I'm a serial recommender. That's like my number one <laughs> uh, reaction to shows. Mm. So I can't just not mention it. I think that's like my most prevalent behavioral mm. pattern with post anime depression is to like i can relive this again with another person mm. mm-hmm. what about you richard uh i think my like classic pattern is to well so here's the thing perfectly honest me fishing in anime doesn't happen a lot so <laughs> <laughs> so but but <laughs> if it does happen which it has happened i usually will it depends on it, where I'm at personally. Like if I'm like alone, like say David's on a long trip, I will sometimes just restart the darn thing just to like have something familiar and like comforting. Cause like deal, like, uh, like if I'm like with other people, like I can just like move on away from it. But like, if I'm like hanging out by myself, I'm like, man, I just really want to live through this again. So like, I'll just put it on usually. But if it, if I really like something and I want other people to watch it, I would just say, Hey, I don't mean to bother you, but I think you might like this. And then I'll try to convince them, but I'll do it poorly. <laughs> but yes, that is that. I have brought in from the basement this rare instrument that I found. And I would like to play for you on it a song. Okay. Oh, I thought my calculator would make noise. Boop bop beep bop boop bop. Fifty-seven plus nine is sixty-six. La 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 la. Kelly's going corner.
Thank you, Richard. You're welcome. What a beautiful ode. Welcome to Kelly's Current Corner. Um, last time you left me, um, I was converting. Um, I was actually moving to China, <laughs> which is wild because I never thought that would happen. And I'm still here. Um, I finished. Well, I it's still ongoing, but I got to episode 12 of um, Modao Zushi. I actually had Ravenna, who has been on this podcast before, come over and we marathon the whole thing. And she got very angry at me because... After the episode that I had seen last, which was like six or seven, um, the show turn takes a turn to the brutal worst, and she was really mad at me for getting her invested. But she can confirm it's an amazing anime and that everyone should watch it. Mm. Um, incredibly well-written, amazing female characters, which is really rare in a gay anime. <laughs> um, and just incredible fight scenes and just really emotional. I love the way that they like talk about the pain of losing people. Um, and how it doesn't go away and honestly a scene that I could replay all over and over again is there's this one scene when one of the main characters is just sobbing and crying and saying I want my mom and dad over and over again and it's like it's whew, it hurts you just oh you live in the darkness yeah. of the anime <laughs> I want my mom and dad yeah. I want my mom and dad but he can't have his mom and dad richard why not he already watched them die oh that makes it hard to do that yeah and he's just like sobbing just this man it's beautiful anyway it's a really good anime i highly recommend it um the slow burn is oh, delicious um ravenna refused to believe that it was actually a gay anime because it was so good she was like this can't be like are you re they're actually canon i don't believe it i can't you don't get my hopes up and like i googled it and they have a lot of graphic sex in the novel apparently yo so <laughs> it's true i don't know what handstand sex means but apparently it happens <laughs> kind of horrified oh. um, so i don't think that's getting animated but yes confirmed they are it is definitely a gay anime i started reading the novel um not because of that, but because I needed to know more. Oh, sure, okay. Uh, yeah. Mm. And um, it seems more prevalent, at least from the beginning. Mm. Like, in the in the show, when he gets summoned into a, a person's body, it's referenced that the guy's, like, a lunatic and also would have sex with anything. But um, in, the sh in the novel, it's like he's a homosexual, and that's why no one likes him, because the era that they're in. Mm. And he's like, oh, might as well embrace it. <laughs> Um, yeah. So there's that, My... and then there's another thing I watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is kind of on the edge of what we could classify as animation. Sure, sure. But I really liked it, so I wanted to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. But it's like visual effects are in it. It's not real stuff. It's not living stuff made to move. Right. That's it. Yeah, it's like there's a little CGI in it. I'm talking about Train to Busan. What? Tell me more about Train to Busan. Yeah. Oh, my knee. What I'm do you know about it? I know nothing about Train to Busan. Okay, so Train to Busan is a famous movie. It's been in the news recently. It's a famous Korean zombie film. Mm. And it was in the news recently because Hollywood bought the rights to it and is making a remake for it, but American. Mm. And I saw that and I was like, well, I hate that already. <laughs> I might as well watch the original one now mm -hmm. before it gets ruined and tainted and I can argue better about oh, how yes. the American one shouldn't exist. Um, so it's on Netflix. So I was like, okay, cool. 
and I just saw it there. And on and so here's the thing. So I don't really watch zombie movies mm-hmm. because I don't care. And <laughs> zombie movies objectively are never that good because they're zombie movies. <laughs> zombie movies so, are good if you're if you like getting spooked, spooky scared. Yeah, but they usually rely on really dumb logic. Um, sure. Which is my issue with most like horror movies is that like this is stupid. Uh, <laughs> so I went into this film. First of all, I watched it in the middle of the day on Friday, which shows how much I like cared about it. Which is like whatever. This will be like past the time, and it's like a dumb zombie movie. Richard Minerdi. <laughs> this movie broke me. Really? It broke me. Train to Busan is a, one of the best films I've ever seen. What? And it's a zombie movie. Okay, tell me more, tell me more. Okay, so first of all, backstory. I really like the K-drama Young uh, Coffee Prince, which I haven't finished yet, but I loved it. And the main actor there's name is Gong Yo. Main character in this movie, Gong Yo. He showed up. He's a very distinctive face. I freaked out. Immediately more invested. It was like, oh my god, it's my Coffee Prince. He's here. Let's go. I'm excited now. Um, but and he's a great actor. Um, no, so Train to Busan is basically about this businessman played by Gong Yo, who is also a father, recently divorced, and he's like the stereotypical workaholic dad who has no time for his like daughter. Um, it's his daughter's birthday the next day, and she wants to visit her mom. Like that's the gift she wants because she like hates being ignored by her dad. She just wants to go see her mom. And the dad's like, can't we wait till next week? I'm really busy. And he's like, no, dad, it's my birthday. I want to see mom. He's like, fine. And she's like, just like, I'll just go myself. I'll just go to Busan myself. And he's like, no, you're eight. I'm taking you there. Myself. <laughs> I'm not letting you take the train to Busan by yourself, which is good. Because this happens the day of the zombie outbreak. Oh, man. So basically, like, there's some virus that gets loose and people start turning into zombies and they're like the scary kind that are like fast and vicious Mm -hmm. um and it's like chaos and so the whole movie basically takes place on this train and these group of people who are trying to get to busan which might be the last safe place um and there's points where they have to get off the train because the tracks are blocked and switch trains and da 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 and it's super fast paced super terrifying all of the scenarios the characters what they're doing makes sense like, they literally start layering jackets around their forearms to fight off the zombies so they don't get bit. That's like, a good finally, idea. I never thought of that. Finally, someone is smart. Also, there's an entire baseball high school team on the plane, and it's, like, really funny that, like, they've got their bats and they're screaming. Um, and there's, like, an asshole CEO guy um, who's literally the worst. I've never been so angry. But anyway, this movie's heartbreaking. Um, it's so many people die that you don't expect to die like the kill rate is awful Mm. um someone literally throws a teenage girl at a zombie so he can save himself like it's brutal is it the ceo guy Uh, maybe (laughs) it's brutal uh it's just really good and the child actress is incredible and when when i finished it it was one of those times where i was like i need to watch this again (laughs) the acting was just so good and I cried, like, for 20 minutes. For the last 20 minutes of the movie, I was just crying. Oh, no. The whole time. It was bad. So, yeah, Train to Busan. Please go watch it and don't watch the American version because it could never hold up. I'm right. I would never have thought to watch a zombie movie because they spooked no. me. No. Okay. It's kind of, I mean, like, 
so the reason I bring it up is like, so the zombies are CGI a little bit, (laughs) not really, but like the way they move is really creepy and the way that they like pile on top of each other. So I can get away with talking about it here. Nice, nice. (laughs) But that's very loose. Um, It's live action. (laughs) But yeah, so that's my corner. The end. Done. Yay. Um. Ah. Ooh. Richard ran Bumpkiss room. What was that? Did you like zip or something? Um, I was playing with my credit card and then I glided it across my microphone. Oh, I see. Oh, oh. It's probably destroying my audio. That's okay. You're editing this week, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Richard, uh, let's see. Last night. I was hanging out with some friends, and I don't remember a lot of what happened last night. Oh my god. Is it related to the fact that you live in Colorado? Yes, it is. (laughs) But, I think we watched an anime. Oh, we watched Ore Monogatari, which was so enjoyable. Have you not seen it before? I watched the first three episodes, but like I was telling my friend, like this show is so good, you have to watch the first episode. So we watched it, and it was like, man, that show is so cute. It's so yeah. cute. I gotta finish watching it. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's what happened. But mostly, I have been off in Video Game Town. Um, I'm recording okay. in from Video Game Town, um, and I wanted to let you all know that the Paper Mario series, while disappointing at times, is very good. And if you haven't played a Paper Mario game, they're super easy, they're super fun, and they're super cute. And they're, like, the, the in later games, they really, really want you to know that their paper is, like, the thing that they're trying to work with. But the first two games were, like, just, like, yeah, I guess we're living in a paper world. That's not the important part, though. The important part is this long, cool adventure you're going on. And those were super cool. And, like, you get a couple paper things, and, like, it's the butt of a lot of jokes. But, like, mostly it's just, like, a fun RPG that has excellent art and excellent world building. So just wanted to say that's what I've been working on. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're useless. They animate themselves. That's true. Video game. Better than mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I give it to you, Richard. Yay! You win. Okay. This week. Okay, that's my room. It's small and tiny and cramped. I live under the stairs. That's fine. In this empty We have house. to move on to the meat. The meat of the episode. Oh, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for the fall of mankind. The fall of mankind yes. this fall season of anime? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go first? Uh, well, first of all, let's get some general impressions of what you think of this season. Me? Eh. Eh. Yeah, I think... So, usually, like, I'm not angry. Because <laughs> usually I'm like angry yes or disappointed mm-hmm. and i didn't really see that much stuff that got me angry there was certainly a couple oh yeah but they're not necessarily um i was mostly like oh yeah like the normal like sequel city whatever mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it wasn't enough to make me angry um but there weren't any shows that i'm like dying to see mm-hmm. which is unfortunate because usually like the fall is very meaty with like shows because that's when you get your longer 25 episode ones mm-hmm. but there's still some things there that caught my eye no absolutely what about you richard um, for me, I th- at this point, we've done this so many times, it's kind of a game for me at this point, um, <laughs> trying to count like how many 
repeated ideas I see or how many of and like that's like that's not necessarily a bad thing. Anime is a, a, a it's a an art form that is appreciated by many people in which like hey there's nothing wrong with some repetition or reiteration of ideas or or playing within certain themes. Art has done that for within cultures across time and space. But still, mm-hmm. it's fun for me to see that like there are so many different studios and so many different like people making these things. I've seen a lot of this before. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, can I talk to you about the one that I'm most excited for? Yes. I dropped my phone. Go on. So this is the first one on my list and also the only one I'm like actually probably would watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like Richard just said, it, it's because it reminded me of another show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, what's this? So the one I have right now is called um, Irozuku Sekai no Ashitakara. Did you see that? Uh, I don't think so. Let me. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I did see this one. Oh, this one so with the little the, magic, right? The poster is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's like two girls in the windswept and like a flash of light, and it's it looks beautifully animated. Mm-hmm. Um, and the I'll read the description because it's short. Um, in Nagasaki, a descendant of mages, seventeen-year-old Hitomi lost her sense of color at a young age and grew up lacking emotions. Her grandmother Kohaku sends Hitomi to the past to the year twenty eighteen. There, she spends time with a seventeen-year-old Kohaku, her grandma. Um, and friends from club activities. So it kind of reminded me almost a little bit of um, Orange with the letter to your past self. Mm -hmm. But like different enough that I was like, huh. And like, I don't know, usually when you think of a show with mages and stuff, the art style is very different from what this is Mm -hmm. um, and more into like the magic-y stuff. Um, So I don't know, it just intrigued me. It grabbed my intention. Um, Yeah. No. I think it's going to be like a feel-good melodrama. Absolutely. And I like the entire concept. Like, it's about this yeah. like young girl trying to, like, find her, like, happiness in life. That seems really cool. Yeah. So, I'm excited for it. It's, number, it's like, number nine most popular for the fall on, this, on Annie List. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? Hopefully, it'll be good. But, yeah. All this stuff airs in the next week, so. Yay! Yay. That's my number one that I'm excited about. Okay, okay. My number one that I'm, I, I was like, I was like, I was looking through everything and I, said, I was like, oh, this all seems similar. But like one that actually stood out to me that I'm actually excited about now that I look at it uh-huh. is a show called Radiant. Radiant? Yes, Radiant. do that one. So, you know me. I have a type. Um, yeah. It is magic it's in garbage. it, of course. But let me quickly read you the synopsis. Seth is an aspiring sorcerer, get a buzzword, from the Pumple Hills area. Like all wizards, he is an infected, one of the few living beings who survive the contact of the nemesis. Creatures fallen from the sky that contaminate and decimate all those they touch. Being immune to them, Seth wants to become a hunter, another keyword, uh, to fight the nemesis. But more than that, Seth wants to engage in a quest that goes beyond the simple hunt for monsters. He wants to find the Radiant, their presumed cradle. Aided by a faction of fellow sorcerers, he travels the world in search of the Radiant under the harsh scrutiny of the Inquisition. And that last one's also a bit of a buzzword for me. It's it's capitalized, <laughs> which means you know it's not just a generic Inquisition, but something more specific. So that's cool. The Spanish one. Um, yes. And uh, I like the art a lot. Um yeah, it's solid. Yeah, no. So, like, the main character, he has horns, which is, like, well, that's cute. Uh, but, like, there's this woman who has this huge head of hair that looks super cool, and she looks pretty badass. And there are a bunch of, like, watching the trailer, there are a bunch of, like, magical creatures and, like, 
fight scenes. There's a guy with a giant pole arm who like does that. And so it looks like it's going to be a cool fighting sorcerer's anime time. I just hope I don't get disappointed like I did with Clover. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if you actually watch it. Yeah. That's the other game I play during this time of year. Um, so another show that I'm intrigued by, mm-hmm. but not necessarily like hopeful for, there's a chance it could be good. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And it's called Yagate Kimi ni Naru. Did you see this one? I don't think so. It's the lesbians. Oh, wait a second. Hold on. So this anime oh my God, is yeah. intriguing. Yeah, yeah. It's intriguing. Like It's like this could be great or it could be awful. And there's literally no way to know until it happens. This is literally um, on my but... list. It's under a title called Etchy Alert. <laughs> exactly. Because I don't know. Uh, uh, it doesn't, it's not listed as etchy, mm-hmm. which is why I'm like hopeful, mm-hmm. but you never know, especially with the art style that it has. Um, but basically it's about this girl named Yu who's always loved shoujo manga and she dreams about getting a confession like that. But like, she doesn't get any, she, when she finally does get a confession from a junior high classmate boy, she like feels nothing. And she's like, dang it. What life isn't like the shoujo manga? I don't understand. And it turns out that she wanted a shoujo eye manga mm-hmm. because she sees the beautiful Nanami class student council president who's super mature and inspiring. And um, and Nanami confesses to you and suddenly she's like, wait, this is kind of like the shoujo mangas. And then it goes on from there apparently. And like, that's such an adorable, amazing premise. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it, mm-hmm. but I'm, I just have been burned so many times before mm-hmm. that I can't help but just be like a measured response. No, absolutely. But it's definitely one to look out for. Because mm-hmm. who knows? Uh, they don't look etchy, which is good. Yeah. There's yeah. no giant boobs and they're not five years old. So like I'm, yeah. this is good, good, good signpost so far. Yeah. But yeah, so it's something I'm keeping my eye on. I'm planning to watch it a little bit. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. <sighs> fingers crossed. Okay, so my number two would be a show called Karakuri Circus. Um, Karakuri so Circus. it is about this, it's like this really convoluted like story about this kid who inherits a big fortune after the death of his father, but then like there are these people trying to like get their hands on it, and so like they are like probably going to kill him. But um, so he... Uh, Ends up like it turns out that they start fighting these puppets that are like super strong and big and wooden, and people control them by like having their strings attached to their fingers and like waving their hands around. And it's like basically the Naruto puppets, if you've ever seen Naruto puppets before. So, and I always really like the Naruto puppets, and so they made an anime about Naruto puppets. And so I'm very excited because the fight scenes again look really cool, and also people just flinging their arms around uh, dramatically to control a puppet in a way that really doesn't make sense is very cool. <laughs> Amazing. You, uh, you're you so predictable. I am very predictable. Also, the trailer mentions something about Hunter x Hunter. I don't know enough Japanese to know what it mentioned about Hunter x Hunter, but it did. So mm. maybe similar writer or same person thing? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, my next one is also very predictable for me and i'm actually going to talk about two at the same time Mm -hmm. because it's basically the same thing Mm -hmm. or same reason um these two shows are because they're from animation studios i like and they're sports anime yes um so the first one is from kyoto animation which is famous for doing free 
as well as other animes, but free is the one I care about. Um, and this one is called Surune Kazemai Koko Kyodobu, which is an archery anime. And oh, I really yeah. like archery. <laughs> um, and Kyoto Animation is just beautiful always. Like, it's a gorgeous studio. Um, the description gives you nothing, but, like, main guy used to do archery. Something happened and he ran away from it. And now in high school, he's doing it again and they want to win. So I'm like, cool like every other show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i don't know kyoto animation can sometimes like pull in like some good drama so i'm excited for it it looks beautiful and the other one that i'm lumped in with this is a show called kaze ga tsuyoku fuiteru and the only reason i clicked on it was because i was like is that kageyama because it's from production id which is famous for animating haiku <laughs> and so their poster has a dude that is literally just looks like kageyama mm-hmm, and this mm-hmm. is an anime about marathon racing which gave me horrible flashbacks to an anime called prince of stride that was garbage and i could only watch like two episodes of before i dropped it um so i i'm very scared of this anime but it's production ig so like i might watch it because they're really good um, but yeah, so it's a, it's just like another sports anime. <laughs> I was, no, cause I'm really happy you looked at those cause those are both sports animes. I was like, Hmm, I don't have enough time to look at those very closely, but I'm interested. Right. It's like literally Kayama. Yeah, no, he's literally just tall. Poster. It's, it's him. Yeah. It's him. It's him. Uh, so Kelly, did you like the third sports anime that's going to come out this season? What's the third one? It's the sumo one. I did not click on that one. <laughs> uh, Hino Maru Zumo. Uh, I watched a trailer for it, and I know it's probably going to be great. Like, budget, stuff, whatever. I don't really know much about it. But that's the most bara thing I've ever seen in my entire life, right? Like, it's just the really muscly guys, and they're, like, very muscly, and they're sweaty. They have muscles. It's the, it's the barest thing I've ever seen. So just, if you're into that, that's my rec to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was confused by one anime. Yeah? Can I talk about an anime that confused oh, me? Oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it's called Sora to Umi no Aida. Um, and I'm just going to read it. Yeah, sure, sure. The story is set in Onomichi Hiroshima in the year 20XX. Fish disappear from the sea around the world, and only whales live in the ocean. Oh, yeah. Can you tell why I clicked on it? Yeah, I remember this one. The Ministry of Fishery, <laughs> which is a great name, decides to set up giant experimental universe fish tanks in space. <laughs> See, this is not my first idea if all the fish disappear. You wouldn't set up it's the giant then fish tank? Put in the universe. The Onomichi Universe Fishery Union is established and begins to train space fishermen. <laughs> Why do you need fishermen if they're in tank? Okay, whatever. Shut Female up. Female fishermen are in demand due to the strengthening of an equal employment law for men and women. Oh. That's hilarious. That is the best sentence oh I've God. ever read. <laughs> Six new female space fishermen are selected and the story centers on supporting their growth. What is what this? Is that two very. So then I like watched the trailer, which didn't have any subs, and they're like in space, like shuttles, and they're fighting like robot space fish. Like, I don't understand what's happening. And I'm. 
why are those two things together? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, this is why I love anime, though, mm-hmm. is for shows like this to exist. Like, who came up with that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you for bringing this to the world. I didn't know I want it. I still don't really want it, but I'm happy that I got to experience it however minimally. No, absolutely. Now it's here. Now we can say it happened. It happened. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably watch the first episode of this and let y'all know because I'm like, it's got fish in it. <laughs> but they're gone. Also, just like female fishermen are in demand due to the strengthening of an equal employment. Law. <laughs> it's a very specific plot point. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Nothing fantastical about it aside from the whole universal fish tank. It's like, okay, cool. It's just a touch of realism right there. Uh, can I talk about one that was confusing to me? Sure. Okay, so this is Jingai-san no Yome. Um, okay. And this is, if you might have seen the poster, Kelly, it features um, a young man sitting next to a white furry creature sitting uh, in front of a house. Huh. And the reason I picked on this was because I was like, oh, look, a fuzzy mascot. I like fuzzy mascots. Uh, Here's the whole thing. It's about a high school boy who is told one day that he has to become the wife of a mysterious creature called a kanenogi. Um, And the show is about their life as a married couple. Um... Now, okay. Why does he have to be a wife? I don't know. Um, what does that mean? I hate Japan. There's probably some context that I'm missing culturally, like whether or not this like creature takes wives, uh, but they live in a normal person house based on the trailer, and they just live together, <laughs> and he does all wifely duties for this, this monster. Um, what's most interesting to me is that there are three tags, comedy, fantasy, and romance. And I'm like, okay, so this isn't just comedy. This isn't just the comedy of him becoming the monster's wife, but this is about the the the, the human man falling in love with the monster. Um, what gender does the monster identify? Not not listed, but it is a furry monster with tiny black arms and legs and gigantic mouth, and it does try to eat him multiple times. It does put its mouth <laughs> on. The fact his that face. they say he has to be a wife makes me feel like it's some weird like. Uke semi gross stuff, mm. but it's not tagged as Shonen Ai mm-hmm. or Yaoi, mm-hmm. so I'm actually intrigued now. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure oh. out when, if he'll fall in love before the monster does eat him whole. <laughs> and if this maybe is part of why he falls in love with the monster, I'm not sure yet. You need to send me a link to this. I need to investigate no, that. I don't remember. Absolutely. The trailer the is, hell? as per usual, not subbed, so I have no idea what they're talking about. Right. That's. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm, I'm honestly, this has moved actually officially from curious to excited for. <laughs> Amazing. Um, oh, I did see this poster. Mm-hmm. Looking at the poster, you don't expect what this is. Yeah, they're, they're new What you just life. said. Huh. Wild. Mm-hmm. Can I talk about a show that I'm very angry Oh, please, yes. I don't know if you saw it, but did you see a show called Conception? I have two animes listed on my title, Not Interested, and it's that. Do you know, before you get into this, do you know the Conception game? No. Okay. Well, um, okay. So there is a game series called Conception, and it is as the anime is. (laughs) 
Is the game to have sex? The game is to have sex and then give birth to the star children. And that's how you build your party is by recruiting star... Well, you don't recruit them. You give birth to them. Um, But there's the whole... Like, if you've ever played a Fire Emblem game, there's the whole, like... You you date people and then their children become your units. But except instead of time travel, they're just children and she gives birth to them and you fight with them. And I did not think it would ever get an anime and I'm really mad that it did. Yeah, so for those who have no idea what we're talking about, Conception. The story of the game revolves around Itsuki Yuge, a high school student who finds out one on the day of his graduation ceremony that his cousin and childhood friend Mahiru is pregnant. Wait, Hopefully wait, 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 cousin? Me. Yeah. Shit. Uh, immediately afterward, Itsuki and Mahiru are taken to a magical world called Grand Granvania. Okay, which is currently being invaded by monsters. Sure. The only person who can fight and exercise the monsters are the star children, and the star children can only be produced by the 12 shrine maidens of the constellations. In order to defeat the monsters and return to his own world, Itsuki must father the star children with the maiden. First of all, Itsuki's not even on the poster, (laughs) which just shows that he's just supposed to be an extension Mm -hmm. for the audience. Mm -hmm. Second of all, this isn't etchy, supposedly, but I can't believe it's not so i'm just assuming that they forgot to tag it but like first of all what no stop this is off it's the worst idea ever i actively hate it anything that includes the sentence must father is gross you know what this is it this is gonna happen right now i am now establishing a list of animes that we can never talk about again Okay. This is going on that list. Because this is the worst concept ever. And the fact that it was so popular that it turned into an anime has now, I no longer, this podcast, we no longer talk about anime. We only talk about cartoons. We don't talk about anything that Japan has ever made ever again. Ever. I still have th- two things I want to talk about. Well, then you, they better be Western. Because... <laughs> We're over it. Yep. Well, I'm telling you, Modazushi, it's Chinese. That's true. We're going to have to go into the, the, the wonderfully rich world of Chinese animation. It's only that. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I hijacked your thing. Go on. No, I hate it. Anyway, what do you have? What's the second thing on your do not watch list? Uh, oh, so this one, it's, this one is more of just I'm wary of it. Uh, so okay. I, it's called Ulysses Jean d'Arc to to Rankin. Oh, I saw that. Kishi. Go on. I saw this and I was like, oh, Kelly's likes French things. This is yeah. probably <laughs> something interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes place in the 15th century uh, during the Hundred Years' War between France and England. Um, and there's this guy who's a noble uh, and he studies magical stuff and alchemy and he, like, the, the school that he goes to it gets dissolved after the war and so he's lost everything and he's now a wanted man and he encounters a mysterious girl named Jehan I think it's John supposed Dark. to be John but I don't know John Dark oh yeah um, but when I watched the trailer I was like okay yeah this is seeming cool but then the guy kept kissing the girl but lots of either spit or slime kept coming out of their mouths while doing it Oh. There's lots of kissing and lots of fluids going between their mouths. And I'm like, hmm. So that's usually a bad anime. Yeah. Um, with the only exception being Scum's Wish, which turned out to be good. Mm. Which had a lot of that. I'm guessing it's alchemy, quote unquote alchemy, and then they have to do it with kissing. 
I don't know. Also, the <laughs> boobs are gigantic. I could, yeah. you could kill someone by just hitting someone with those boobs. I mean, that was the French army's tactic. Yes. <laughs> In the Hundred Years' War. A boob warfare. <laughs> That's where the term booby trap comes from. Oh, really? I see. <laughs> yeah. Can I talk about another thing I hate? Please, yes. I don't know if you saw it, but it's called Dakaretai Otoko Wanini Odosarete Imasu. Oh, yep, nope, uh huh. As soon as you brought up the other one, I was like, oh, now we're gonna have to talk about this one. <laughs> I'm just gonna read it. Please. Takato Saijo has reigned as the idol industry's most huggable for five years. We're already gonna have to stop. First of all, no. Second of all, that's like. The idol industry is a piece of garbage, and they would actually... But one thing they don't allow is, like, people touching their idols, mm-hmm. so most huggable is just not a thing that mm-hmm. exists. That is until freshman actor Junta Azumaya, uh, who appears, I guess. I, I made that sound like the sentence continues, but it ends. <laughs> Takato was always considered brusque with Azumaya's smile. What? While Azumaya's smile was is winning over admirers by comparison. The whole fiasco drives to co- ta- they misspelled his name to overindulge in alcohol, and his actions catch the attention attention of the last person he wants to see. To his surprise, Azumaya uses his new info to blackmail Takuto for physical affection. Basically, it's your run of the mill garbage yaoi, except like they literally have sex. I think in the first episode because go. of like the trailer has them both in the bed, or they're gonna pull a shitty um. Um, Princess Jellyfish where like the guy will lie about it mm-hmm. but like the main guy clearly thinks that they like went far and like the guy took pictures and now he's being blackmailed mm-hmm. and that's the show and it's garbage I haven't seen most one. huggable is nothing <laughs> that's an empty statement <laughs> but it's not listed as yaoi and I'm very confused because it what? literally is it's a drama romance on this site I don't know I don't know what Annie is doing. Okay. Yeah, no. I, the t- one of the tags is yaoi, but the genre isn't. I, I, I don't know. On, um, on my anime list, it says just drama, romance. It does say shonen eye. So, like... Okay. But it says yaoi, which means that yaoi. the sexy times would be in it. Mm-hmm. And, like, from the trailer, it looks like there's some eluded sexy times. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's garbage, and I hate anime. It's... I, I feel like we haven't seen a lot of, like, yaoi. Like, we see so much like etchy like all over the place yeah. but like yeah, yeah. we don't see a lot of yaoi no there's always at least like one but yeah mm-hmm. i mean same thing with like yuri true but yeah isn't it a wonderful world we live in kelly it's great i'm so happy isn't it wonderful everyone go watch do mao zushi oh yeah no that one looks quality that's quality stuff. Can confirm. Do you have another one, Richard? Uh, none more that I was really mad about. I mean, no. Well, I have another one. I'm not necessarily mad about it. I'm confused. Tell me. Tell and me. also kind of intrigued. Maybe a little happy that it exists, but also like I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's confusing. Um, it's called Hora Mimi Ga Mietsuru Yo. And... I don't it's, see it. I'm just going to read it. The cute story of the daily life between a guy and his cat boy roommate. <gasps> <laughs> so here's the thing. This is a premise that exists already, but it has I don't think I've ever seen it <laughs> with two men. It's always a cat girl. 
an overly sexualized cat girl. Wait, you have to send me a link to this, Kelly? Yeah, the art style is really cutesy. They don't have, like, whites around their eyes, so it looks almost, like, American-y. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but not. Um, and it looks really simple and cute. Um, it is tagged as Shonen Eye. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It looks harmless, which is why I'm like, okay, fine. But I, I do hate the premise. But I, but I don't hate it because it's like, huh, they actually did something different mm-hmm. than what I was expecting. So yeah, I don't know. I don't just don't know how to feel about it. There's always you know? those ones where you're like, hmm, can't pass judgment on this yet. Yeah. Um, I sent you the link. Yay. It's a very cute art style. I'm a fan of the art style. It's very different. Yeah, that's the last one that I have. I see. I see. Okay, so we got... Let me let me just give a little, little, little description of the... It's a very cute art style, so I'm a fan of it. But also, like, meh. He's got a cat, I boy. also can't tell if it's going to be, like, very short or what. Also, the trailer is just them going, me, 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 me. I it's see. Very this looks like it could be one of those like maybe five ep- five minute episodes things just yeah, based on how cute the art style is. Yeah. But it, it looks cute. Mm-hmm. So like I guess it's fine. All right. Well, let's I really want to like, check it out. Overly sexual. Mhm. And sometimes his face turns into like a full cat and that's funny. I'm thinking what I need to start doing with my friends is like having two anime nights at the beginning of every season. Everyone pick an episode that they're really excited about and then everyone pick something that they hate. And, like, just really digging it. I'm definitely going to do that with this season, I think. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So you're going to watch an episode of Conception? I just dug myself into a hole, didn't I? Now you literally have to watch an episode I of I refuse to watch an episode of Conception. Before we come and return. Oh, is that my homework? Oh, Jesus, yeah. Kelly. Mm-hmm. It looks That's what you so get for not coming up bad. with a good question. This is... This is a fair price. I feel like the scales of justice have been returned. So, mm-hmm. cool. Nice. I now have a cool. way to... This is the biggest price I could pay. Yeah. For all your wrong. If I don't come back, know that I've died a horrible death. It's okay. Death. I'll father some a new host. Please, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help me, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> God. We need to go to the rec room. Yes, we need to go to the rec room. Choo-choo. It's the rec room. Um, my Richard. rec this week is... I know I already talked about, but I really want... Paper Mario. It's Paper Mario. And like, okay, so like... You've talked about it in every section of this show. I know. It's just, it's such a cute game, Kelly. And like, okay, it's so whatever. fun. And, and it's, and it's, it's, it's like, it's, 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 it's fun for the whole family. Cause there's like, it's like very cute. And like the gameplay is really good. And like, it's very imaginative. And like, also it gives like depth to the Mario world. I, I don't know if you knew this about me, Kelly, but I used to be a huge Mario fanboy. What do you mean used to be? I am a huge Mario fan, but like I don't write fan fiction about the Mario universe anymore. So like that's different. Um, but that used to be me. Um, and so lots of self-insert like Mario fan fiction. Um, when are you going to give us a dramatic reading? I, I wish. I lost those notes. Probably burned them out of shame. But you know. Okay, you got to write a new one. I got to write a new one about me getting sucked into a video game. Classic. Um, but yeah, that's mine. My wreck of the week is different than anything I've said. Um, so I mentioned Train to Busan, which is a really good zombie movie. Mm-hmm. What I found out recently, and I haven't been able to watch it, so I can't actually confirm if it's any good, but I hope, I trust and hope it is, and it's something I plan to watch, 
is there is a prequel movie that was created afterwards that's fully animated called Soul Station. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be like what happens at the initial outbreak in Seoul, oh. um, which is where the train is departing um, in the movie to go to Busan. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's fully animated. It looks like there's like a, it's a mesh of CGI and um, 2D. Mm -hmm. uh, so it looks kind of weird in some places. I only kind of watched the trailer, but yeah, I'll include the link to the trailer. It's called Soul Station, and I hear it's good. Um, so yeah, look nice. at me. All right, look being at that. Being a good person, setting goals. Um, but Richard, mm -hmm. I think we need to thank some people. Oh yeah, we want to thank the Fat Rat for letting us use their song Prelude as our theme song. Check out their YouTube page at the link in our description. You can also find us at our website, animatetheworldcast.wordpress.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music. And while you're there, if you could give us, mm, you know, I just wish we could have half as many stars as Conception is probably going to have, <laughs> because it's probably going to get we lots gotta get of stars. Got to get to bothering them, Richard. Yep. Oh, that's true. Oh, good. We can father our own stars. <laughs> With your help. With your help. Help me. Also, if you ever want to send anything our way, you can email us at animattheworldcast at gmail.com. Woo! Woo. And what should we leave them with this week, Richard? If anyone ever talks... If anyone ever talks about conception ever again on this podcast, I will burn our studio to the ground. Cool. I you guess, do that anyway. Yeah. In two weeks, I'm probably going to burn the studio to the ground, but that's okay. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. And I'm Amy. And we host More Research Required, a podcast where we create scientific studies we would do if anyone gave us money to do them. We're asking the real questions. Questions like, does your personality affect whether you believe in horoscopes? Or do hockey superstitions have an impact on the outcome of a game? And how often are people really playing Wonderwall at parties? We discuss prior research, make hypotheses, and speculate wildly about what we would do with unlimited funding. Catch more research required every other Sunday on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are sold. In the winter of 2017, two friends fell in love with the K-pop group. The group was so talented, so beautiful, so incredibly full of memes that the two friends wanted to shout their love from the rooftops. Instead, they decided to shout their love from a podcast. This is the story of two normal, God-fearing Americans and their shameful descent into the diamond life. This is 16, a 17 fan cast. Join your favorite anime club hosts, Kelly and Richard, every other week as they talk for unreasonable amounts of time about their favorite K-pop group, 17. You can find us at our website, svt16.wordpress.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music.